This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. In no five and no six, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage. It's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Championship Leadership Podcast here, and I'm excited we got Kyle Willis. He's the uh, chief strategist of a full-spectrum marketing agency, uh, no to the quo. So last, they're the last marketing agency you will ever, ever need to work with. You, uh, that's, that's how he rolls, and uh, he's coming straight from the Roosevelt Room. I uh, did a podcast with him on his marketing from the Roosevelt Room, uh, where he loves to uh, smoke 70-year-old cigars, <laughs> which I just found out, which is awesome. And uh, he, he's a connoisseur of cigars, as, as am I. And uh, so uh, awesome to have you here, man. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much, Shane. I'm excited to be here with you today. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, let's get right to it, because I, I asked everyone this, and it just kind of happened by default, but now it's just a thing. Um, the name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. So I always ask, like, what is championship leadership to you or what does it mean to you when you hear that? Yeah, I think the first thing to me that comes to mind is character. I think the aspect that I'm a firm believer in that you got to be able to demonstrate what you want to see in others. So if you are a champion, if you're a leader, that means someone's willing to follow behind you. And if they're going to follow behind you, you got to be the first one to demonstrate the character for them to want to admire and want to bring on themselves. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Character is 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 huge, right? And it seems like it's uh one of those things that's kind of like lacking nowadays. Yeah, I don't There's know. There's a lot more talk than there is demonstration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell us, talk to us. Uh, like, how did you get to where you are today? You uh, you have this uh, cigar business that you that you got into a while ago, but then obviously you got the the thing that's really, truly near and dear to your heart uh, with the marketing agency. And yes, cool, like, yeah, t- tell us a little bit about your story and where you come from, your background. Yeah, the, the, the very quick story is I'd like to call myself a serial entrepreneur since 10 years old. 
Uh, I was the kid who would sell his toys at the end of the uh, street to his neighborhood friends who, <laughs> when I was no longer playing with them, would know that I could flip them and make a few extra bucks for vacation money. I started multiple businesses at a young age. Long story short, as I got into that, really loved the journey, loved being able to discover uh, the, the buyer's persona, consumer behavior. And as I started thinking, all right, how can I get more people to buy my stuff? How can I find out what people want? That's really what brought me into this world. Of, oh, if you really understand consumer behavior, you, you got to understand how to market. Once you understand how to market, sales comes more naturally. And so that's where I went into school for it. Started, you know, And a quick sidestep to that of school, college is great. I have my degree, I have my certificate from prestigious university in, in business. Uh, I love it, but I'm a firm believer in the school of hard knocks is probably the best educator out there. And so that was kind of what I went through. I worked for other ad agencies here in Seattle, Washington, uh, worked for Microsoft for a stint. And as much as I enjoyed the good paycheck, I always felt like I was building someone else's vision. And so in 2011, wasn't ready yet to fully take a leap into running my own show. I started doing a little side hustle of marketing consulting on the, on the side. Built a little reputation as someone who knew social media pretty well. Used to work for a social media startup where I helped onboard any business that represented 50,000 or more people. So I saw how social media could really grow a business. Out of that, respect that I had attained. People started asking me for advice. That's where the side hustle came in. But in 2015, I said, man, this is what I really love doing. I'm tired of working for someone else. I'm ready to take the risk and see if I could really do this for my for myself. So the side hustle became the full-time job and it's wonderfully grown every year since then. Taught me a lot in that time, mm -hmm. uh, but that's really where the, the, the genesis of beginning from 10 years old to now where you could say I've been running this agency we're about to hit nine years I really call it four years because it was about March of 2015 that it was my full-time focus yeah man and um what uh you, you talked a little bit about vision there and w what's the vision for you inside of uh this full spectrum marketing agency that you have, like what, what do you really want to go out and accomplish the next five years or so? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing that comes to me, the vision comes out of my company name, no to the quote. And where that name really comes from is from personal experience as well as studying the industry, seeing a very common, what I call status quo attitude and how agencies work with small and mid-sized businesses. Uh, it's often long-term contracts, high retainers, and often the work gets put on some junior person who's trying to figure out what they're doing as they go. Uh, my own personal experience would often see that we'd onboard a client for three months, uh, get things going uh, and running their campaign for the next six months, and kind of just coasting enough to make it worthwhile, but nothing that was really creative, advantageous, and our best efforts. In the last three uh, months for the oh shit moment, we got to get our stuff together because the contract's about to renew. And my attitude is, for, you know, first with my company is, hey, my vision is we should treat every day like it could be our last. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to deliver the best service every day, knowing that every day could make or break a business. Maybe not so much financially, uh, maybe not so much in one simple decision, but that aspect of 
Uh, I want to be able to know I'm giving my best in everything I'm doing. My team is doing their best effort and we don't coast. So vision for me with the company, first of all, is trying to change that mindset, change the dynamic. Um, I think there are some other agencies out there that are doing a wonderful job with that similar mindset. I would love to see that become the norm. I'd love to see that heart, that attitude of treating other businesses like their own as the norm for what it's like working with a marketing agency. I think the reality is today, digital marketing has become like the used car salesman attitude of what we've known from the time before. It's a little sleazy, it's a lot of promises, a few gimmicks, and you never really know what you're gonna get at the end of the day. So how often do you hear people say, oh, I've been burned by an SEO company before, or, oh, I didn't have a good experience working with a web design company, or whatever the tactic might be, that's gotta stop. So vision number one for me is being able to bring trust and confidence back and what it's like working with a marketing agency. Oh, I love it, man, that's great. What's uh, who are some of the leaders, coaches, mentors that you've had that have impacted you? And you know, you can name them, or you you don't have to name them. Um, but you know, who who are a few that are top of mind, and and really, what like what are some of the traits, characteristics that uh, stand out to them? That's that that you've taken and kind of helped to mold you into who you are as a leader, as owner of this company, as a visionary, like you know changing the game and, and uh, really being the top of what you do. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm a firm believer in being able to have mentors, coaches, those who come and, and show you that way. I think if you uh, try doing this thing alone, you're going to be wandering in the desert for a long time. I think the first person I would highlight, um, and forgive me if there's a train sound in my background. I mean, uh, I'm right next to a train tracks here in the office. Um, the first person I highlight is my own father. I think he has been a demonstration to me of what servant leadership is, of what it means to lead by serving others, mm -hmm. the humility that comes with it. He's a cancer survivor. He has um, been through some rough times. A couple of years ago, they had their entire house burned down. Mm -hmm. And watching him uh, go through that time where he's semi-retired now, but the, the hardship that was, how he handled that well. He's been an incredible father to me, a husband to my mother, uh, my siblings, a father to them, and the way he's led in business, the way he's led in service, uh, the variety of different aspects. I think he's my first demonstration of what leadership is. I think from a business standpoint, I used to work at an ad agency and I had uh, the best boss I've ever had. Now, I think the way I... I've built in my business has been a lot of the personal experiences of good bosses and bad bosses of here's what I'd love to be as a boss. Here's what I definitely don't want how I run a company from some others. Uh, this boss, his name's Randy Wooten. Uh, he is now uh, the CEO of Percolate. Uh, Percolate actually just got acquired by a new company called Seismic, but he was the senior vice president of an ad agency called AdReady. I worked at one day. Absolutely brilliant guy, military vet, Harvard educated, but so kind and so smart in how he led. Challenged me, like I remember I'd bring a, a social media plan to him 
and he critiqued the English before he critiqued the plan. And <laughs> he actually taught English, I think it was in the, yeah. <laughs> in the, in the Navy. Uh, and so that was a deal for him. So he taught me what, what, how to bring excellence in every single thing I do. It wasn't just have a good strategy, but like, no, your grammar, your syntax matters too. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, he's still a mentor in my life. We, we speak at least once a year regularly, multiple times throughout the year. If it's more specific, I need uh, there's there, you know, when it comes to people that are more well known from just philosophy that I don't have as much relationship with. I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek. His books uh, start with why I think is paramount and foundation for any person, yeah. business, family, relationships, whatever, understanding that why I think is, is a foundational element to any decision you make in the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I can give you more, but I, I'll stop there. Well, we got to go with one more. Like, let's talk about Theodore Roosevelt, man. He's looking over your uh, left shoulder. Or <laughs> like, uh, I know we talked about like man. In Dude, the, you know, yeah. I want to, you know, somebody that I definitely look up to is like that championship leader. Talk, talk about him. And he is, he is, you know, with, without trying to sound like a selfish plug, I no. will say I, I dig into his philosophy pretty well in the very foundation of my podcast marketing from the Roosevelt room yeah. took a handful of his quotes and business and life principles that kind of became the foundation of where I wanted to take my podcast you know for those if the video is being recorded a picture of Teddy sitting behind me yeah. one of the things I loved about him uh, first and foremost was how he united people he was one of the least des- uh, divisive presidents we've ever had in being able to bring the left and the right together and I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that aspect of in business, in life, you fill in the blank of being able to stand your ground, know what you believe, but have the humility to be able to listen and consider others and know how to work with it amongst our differences. I think that was one of the things I greatly admired from him. And without trying to sound chauvinistic in any way, I think he was a man's man. This was a guy who knew (laughs) how to, I mean, the guy went blind as a president uh, in his, I think it was his left eye, because he couldn't give up boxing on his own as just kind of a, 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 a fun thing to do on his own. You know, Donald Trump goes golfing. Well, Teddy Roosevelt was out boxing with the guys because <laughs> he wanted to get his aggression out. And that's yeah. how he took it. And one time he got whacked in the eye and lost his vision. I mean, this dude knew how to balance, you know, intense stuff going on with our country and how to work on himself at the same time. More that can go into beyond that. Um, but I think the aspect of manliness, what it means to lead with character, what it means to lead with, with humility, uh, what it means to be, uh, be able to stand your ground uh, as well, where he there was challenged on some things, he did a pretty stinking job at doing it, doing it really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how'd you like to be the guy that, like, uh, makes the president of the United States? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're anyone sparred with that guy again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because he is uh, – there's not too many other presidents that have come along like him. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. Let's talk about what a, what's a, a turning point in your life. I, I call it, like, these critical moments where – you know, you very easily could have maybe went down one path, the, the path of least resistance, the path that some people might have thought was the safe or the right path to go. 
um, that could have you completely in a different situation, different spot in life than you are currently. But yet, you know, you, you decided for whatever reason. And I think championship leaders recognize these moments more than anything. They're, they're aware of them. They know the importance of them. Yeah. And uh, they're also still willing to choose what, what to some might be the really hard decision or sometimes the dumb decision, right? But in your heart of hearts, like deep down, you just knew that was a path for you that has you here today. Like, is there a moment or two that, that really stick out uh, top of mind for you as we talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's two I could definitely highlight. One is a work in progress that I think I could speak to maybe okay. as we go on here. But it, it's, uh, it's, it's one I'm sure I'll allude to. Yeah. Um, but one that I think that is in its, in its uh, second phase, so you can call the first one complete, take us back to 2011. You know, if you, from earlier conversation, that was the genesis of No to the Quo. Mm-hmm. Well, what launched No to the Quo wasn't just that I had people uh, asking me for social media advice and saying, hey, help me out with that. Um, I found myself in a situation, I had already graduated college, uh, had what I thought was going to be my career job. I grew up in the church, I was working for a church and um, as, as a marketing director and it was, it was a large non-denominational church. I thought this was what my future was going to be. For, for a long story short, for non-performance uh, reasons, I was fired from my job. <laughs> um, as anyone who's grown up in the church knows, there's some things that just don't make sense sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I had shared something with them I was working through. They said, well, thanks for telling us, uh, but that makes you unfit to keep your position. Oh, You're fired. Wow. And so it was, it was some dark days because I thought, man, I was doing the right thing, sharing it with them. Um, yeah. it, it really, in, in some ways, it ended everything I knew. I think at that time, whatever, however old I was in my early 20s, Everything I knew, the relationships I had growing up in the church, uh, the, the friends I had, everything really kind of just paused. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point of then deciding what is worth keeping, what is worth fighting for, what do I know to believe to be true. And what I don't know, I had to go through what I call my battle for authenticity, not just in my faith, but in, in who I was as uh, in my career, uh, in what a relationship was to look like for me down the road with friends, with a significant other. And I, it, was, it was about a two-year process for me to really discover what that journey is. The thing that I call a turning moment for me in that, whereas I thought, hey, this is going to be, you know, my job was, was, was set and going to be the, the thing. The church was everything I knew at that point. And I'm not here to bash on the church. It's not, not my, my focus. Um, but it was, it was definitely some times I had to go through in leaving that church and, and kind of discovering God, discovering career, discovering who Kyle Willis is. Um, and it was a bit of a, an alone time as well. You talked earlier about having coaches. I had one, one coach in that time that was really helpful for me. But he ended up passing away from cancer about a year into it. And I felt, like I felt like I hit the reset button. Yeah. And I felt like I had to start all over again. Yeah. And so that, that journey for me, and, and that, when that time happened, that was kind of when I left the church altogether and started a whole new career. That's when I started moving into ad agencies and said, okay, I still love marketing. I still love the, the whole aspects of, of building out social media, web design, paid advertising. I love all those aspects, but I don't have an outlet to do it anymore. I need to create it for myself. 
and like, you know, to bring it full circle, as we are talking about people asking me for these questions, asking for help, saying, okay, I got enough people asking me, I think I can build something here for myself. And if it wasn't for that ridiculous situation I went through in 2011, I, that I thought the church handled wrong, that I thought I was wrong yeah. on, that all those issues, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here today because I wouldn't right. be running my own company. I wouldn't be married to the amazing wife I have now. Um, I wouldn't have the relationship I have with my dad because we went through uh, some some challenges my, uh, from because of that ourselves. And the big thing for me was that discovering who I am as a man, as in my faith, as a business owner, that needed some time for me to wrestle through. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. What was uh, what was the other the other moment? So the other one that's still in, in, progress, in progress, you know, the, yeah. the, uh, the dark days are behind me. It's time for the, the praise story, the, the happy ending to come soon. The quick story of that in 2016, I uh, started a big home remodel and it began smoothly of someone licensed bonded that I, that I had hired previously for, for jobs Long story short, the guy ran off on the project, abandoned the project, mm. stole about $140,000 from me. And at the time, it was a big remodel of building a master bedroom, bathroom, all that type of stuff. My wife was pregnant at the time. We were living yeah. in our kitchen because all of our stuff was down in there. Brought in a new contractor to take over the job. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I got this. Six months, about hundred k to finish. He was over a year and over $220,000. You know, so, so went through this deal of, you know, first in the relationship of, all right, the fact that my wife and I not only are still married, but didn't have to go through, you know, counseling is, is a uncanny. I don't know how that didn't happen. We just had to start off by making the decision of, we'll get through this. We, I have to believe there's better days. I have to believe, you know, I, I do believe things happen for a reason, even if I don't see the reason right, right away. And so in that, the journey for me then began of, okay, how do I provide for my family when, because I hate debt. So how do I, how do I fight through this? Um, I was going through some tough times in my business. In one month, almost, almost one week, I lost 50% of my recurring revenue. Three, what I called my whales, three of my whales, basically all in services within the first week. Wow. One was, you know, and it was one, it's one thing if a client comes to me and says, Kyle, landing services, I think you suck, you're fired. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I can improve on that. We did a shitty job. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of those. One, one was, oh, hey, our marketing director quit. We're going to be ending all vendor relationships because the new marketing director is bringing in all of their own. Uh, Damn, yeah. I can't do anything about yeah, that. Right. Uh, another was a long story that I won't get into now, but it was one of those outside of our controls. There is a disconnect between vision and, and planning on our team and their team. And it was a good thing it ended. And another, uh, was one was similar to the, to the first one of the, we're not bringing new people in, um, but we're not going to be pursuing digital marketing moving into this, this next month. And it was one of those, oh shit moments. Uh, what do I do now? Because I was I was in that place where I had all of my eggs in one basket. Yeah. I needed to learn how to yeah. diversify, yeah. Uh, and and I'm already at a point where the cash is low because I'm putting everything into this house right now, and I'm sleeping in my kitchen. 
Um, and it, it was just, you know, hardship after hardship like that. We had a cat die in the middle of the night from a blood aneurysm. That was like a beloved child to my daughter. And, you know, I talked earlier about how my parents had a house fire. Uh, that was during this time. I had to go through that with them. This was the house I grew up in, got married in their front yard, reception in the backyard, all my childhood memories. Thankfully, that structure stood, but everything inside was a complete loss. And it was one of those times where I was just like, is there anything more that can go worse? And had to learn the principle and foundation of gratitude. I had a client at the time uh, who's now a, a good friend of mine uh, who's a gratitude coach and was very helpful in this time of recognizing that, you know, everything may feel like it's going to hell. Well, let's recognize what you do have. Do you still have a roof over your house? Yes. Do you still have a wife who loves you? Yes. Do you have, still have kids who adore you? Yes. You just had a new baby. Is she healthy? Yes. Do you have food on the table? Yeah. And we get, go down this list what is the, what are the simplest things I can be grateful for and allow that gratitude to build, build upon itself like a snowball that allowed me to sit here and, and discover that, okay, gratitude, I love the example of a snowball, is it builds upon itself. When I have this attitude that I can recognize what is good in front of me, I stop paying attention, giving power to the negative things around me. And that's as I, you know, where I say, okay, I'm in the, um, it's still a work in progress because I didn't get the money back from that bad, bad uh, contractor. We are still working on some things within our house. My business has recovered, but it's not, you know, where it's kind of more um, come back to the place that we, we lost. Um, but, there, you know, I have such hope and excitement for what 2020 is going to be because of my gratitude and excite and joy of where we are now. And, and I think that's been a turning point for me of how to handle grief, how to handle disappointment, how to handle loss is what gratitude can do for you in the, in the midst of that, those times. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, sharing both of those stories. And uh, yeah, we all have them, right. And it's, it really is, it comes down to how you can stand in those moments that will really, you know, shape your future. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. What's uh, as we wrap up here, what are one yeah. or two things that you could leave with um, our listeners, like to, you know, really kind of move their life forward, like one or two little pieces of advice that they could implement right away and, and to benefit them. Oh man. Uh, you just shared a good one, right? With that. <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah. I think, I think gratitude is definitely a, yeah. uh, I always love to share what my life lessons, my, my values, my encouragement is what I'm going through in that time. What, what's mm -hmm. that, those moments? So obviously gratitude is one that's important to me right now. Um, I think the other that I would and love to encourage is the whole aspect of discipline. I think I'm a firm believer of being able to stick in and commit to the things that you feel a passion for. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about, hey, college was great. I'm not here to knock on that. But the School of Hard Knocks was the best educator for me. I had to stick to the discipline of, I believe I'm called to and destined to be an entrepreneur. I don't know if I'll ever go work for someone else again. Maybe, maybe things will change. But for this season of my life, the discipline of commitment and, and hard work is, is something that I am constantly fighting for and committed to. Now, hard work doesn't have to mean, you know, 
blood, sweat, and tears. Hard work means the whole is the foundation of commitment to what you set yourself to. And the discipline in knowing when it is worth fighting for something and when it's time to move on. Discipline doesn't just mean you never give up. Discipline no, it means that you know the, the vision, the foundation, it's your why. You know, unintentionally, I'm kind of bringing all of my points together here of that aspect. Yeah. If you have your why, the discipline follows out of it. And yeah. so I think that would be my encouragement to listeners is discover your why, be committed to it, and stay disciplined to growing whatever those skills are, whether it be business, relationships, life. I think the principles will continue through all elements of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, what are a few ways that the listeners can uh, get a hold of you, more content that you put out, your podcast, or, uh, your agency? Yeah. Yeah. I think the podcast is probably the best way to kind of get access to everything at once. Uh, The name of the podcast is Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. And you can find that on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all of those. If you want just quick access to it, our website is MFRR, Marketing from Roosevelt Room, MFRRpodcast.com. We'll have episodes up there uh links to our marketing agency no to the quo anything else that you're looking for we kind of highlight it there and you know for those who want to hear nate on uh, marketing from the roosevelt room we have our episode dropping here in the beginning of december that's right coming in hot so uh definitely check that out appreciate you brother thank you so much for taking some time in the roosevelt room with us today and thank uh, you I'm honored to be here, Nate. Thank you so much. Thank you. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey baby 